regular, regular, regular features. A regular, regular, regular features. A regular, regular, regular features. A regular features show. Welcome to Regular Features, episode three. Three. Oh yeah, we've got to carry on with the intro after that. No, uh, that's enough. No, no, no. Those are we just made some very nice laurels. <laughs> Let's go to sleep on them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pad around and turn around a bit on my laurels. <laughs> my like name's laurel My name's Joe Scrabbles, and I'm waking up from the laurel nap that we've all just had. I'm joined by restful little John Blythe. I'm snoozy boy John Blythe who can't wait to entertain you with a feature about... Why don't you wait and find out? <laughs> He's did still just, resting. Did you just forget what your feature was? It involves me putting on an accent, so that's reason enough to tune in. <laughs> <laughs> and my name is Steve Hogarty, and I'll be telling you about the independent group MPs that you may not have heard of. And Joe, I can't help but notice you didn't Tell us your feature. I was so excited about introducing you that I forgot to tell you that I've been listening to what happens on the tube if you don't have headphones on. And I'll be telling you all about (laughs) the problems that occur to me as the mayor of Fistworld. Steve, what are you doing? I'll be telling you (laughs) about some of the latest parliamentary goings-on vis-a-vis splinter groups. I've been underground (laughs) and I haven't had any ambient noise to fill my ears whilst I'm down there so I've listened to what's happened around me in there. And I will be appropriating a voice that I just realised at the end of the feature was stolen from a chicken on The Simpsons. And I will be looking at the latest MPs who are making waves in Westminster. And I went to America but I didn't do any feature there and so what happened is I came back and I was on the tube and I thought of a feature when my headphones ran out of battery. And I will be doing a short list feature about some problems that have occurred to me as a fictional mayor of a town that doesn't exist. Let's do some features. Oh, God. Oh, hang on. Have I said what I'm doing? Oh, no. Do it again. One last time. Um, it's, it's like uh, I've made up some some new MPs from an independent. Oh, I remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah let's get on. my features like you want them. They're calling me all the time. I'm trying to get my frizzy features behind all the time. Regular features. Regular features. Regular features. Oh! I've been in America for two weeks. That explains the twang. Yeah. America. I've been to America, <laughs> and I'll come back with all sorts of fabulous notions. Which state did you go to? I went to California, yay, oh. and Nevada, Nevada. Oh, uh, I'm assuming this was for video games. It was for the pursuit of video games. I chased Hot pursuit <laughs> through the Nevada desert. <laughs> I chased the lead designer of Insomniac all over two states. Uh, no. <laughs> It was just for, you know, it's a bit of a laugh, wasn't it? Um, and I'm sure everyone thinks I'm going to come back with a feature about that. But I am not, because the only thing I could think of after spending time in San Francisco of uh, <laughs> just talking about all the mentally ill people I saw. Yeah, yeah, and that's not actually fun when you no, think about it. No, it's a, bit of, it is a very 
vocal class of homeless people that yeah. got there, isn't it? I did see one man who insisted on calling the guy he was trying to attack Bobby Joe, and that was quite good. But that would have been funny whether or not he was mentally ill, so I think I'm justified in finding that hilarious. Uh, but no... What happened to me that I'm going to do a feature about is that my wireless headphones ran out of battery on the tube today. Or before the tube, even. I was walking to it, and they ran out. And I realized uh, the sort of dystopian horror that we're in and the opportunities that it presents. You're going to have to hum all of your podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> yes. mm, welcome to What the Fuck. <laughs> what the fuckers. I hate that so I much. Really, I stopped um, listening to him. Just, I just I, I was really, bear the man anymore. No, I had to <laughs> stop. Uh, he's got a very good interview style where he asks people about their dads and yeah. opens them right up. Like but that can of beans. But it's the last half of the podcast. Yeah. And I can't be asked about his fucking cat. Oh, my cat's got a big tail. <laughs> oh, yeah. Goes all the way around my neck. <laughs> I wear her like a brooch. <laughs> This is Mark Maron's WTF. Don't name him, he'll know. (laughs) He would never have understood. Uh, But I realised that it was going to be okay. I was quite upset at first, but as I was walking to the tube, I got to hear a man on speakerphone to some sort of customer service. And it was like a perfect miniature sketch where I heard the customer service woman go, you know, Jemima, thank you for calling, what can I do? And the guy in front of me was so unintelligible. Genuinely, it was something along the lines of, Was he talking backwards? I don't know. He's, yeah. It sounded... It was. I really tried to understand a single word of it as English, and it didn't work. And he was speaking English, because the woman immediately, with a perfect timing, just went... Uh, said, like, Oh, okay, how can I help you with that? And he just went, Pardon me? <laughs> and I was like, This is weird! It was like a great little sketch. Wow. So I was like... I'm going to resolve myself to listening to everything on the tube today. And here's what I learned on the way. Podcasts are really big, so the whole carriage is silent, but filled with occasional startling laughter. Um, (laughs) But also, if they're not laughing, they're burping. Everyone glances at everyone else and quietly mutters, because no one can hear it. Uh, There's a buffet car that no one tells you about on the tube. Uh, but no one's needed it for years, so all it sells are Tizer and Pogs. Uh, the automatic lady voice on the tannoy makes jokes about the next station. She says things like, I hope you like your vegetables, because the next station is broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> or, this station isn't small, it's whopping. <laughs> <laughs> or, Parsons Green, for God's sake, get him a bucket. <laughs> or, Mud Shoot, ass. <laughs> Uh, whenever you go above ground on the underground, the driver has to say, <laughs> ironic. <laughs> and whenever you go past Whitechapel, the driver has to say, beware the ripper, madam. <laughs> and if you go from Green Park to Victoria or vice versa, you're passing under Buckingham Palace and the driver has to say, don't look up, all you'll see right up Queenie's skirt. <laughs> <laughs> and also, you know when a pigeon accidentally gets on at a stop? And you just watch it and realise that it's being unknowingly sped away from its nest and it probably won't know how to get out of the next station because it's bank or something. Not even businessmen know how to get around bank. Oh, and even if it did get out, the Fuck pigeon would probably fly the wrong way. 
and its pigeon babies are going to starve or be eaten, and the pigeon's going to have to meet a whole group of other pigeons who might have a different language or customs or in-jokes, and you don't know how to possibly communicate to the pigeon that you're sorry, that it's humanity's fault for never thinking of anyone but ourselves, that you'd do something if you could, but you've just got to get to work. You're late again. You're getting really in trouble a lot for being late to work. And what is work? Do the pigeons actually have it better? Aren't pigeons free in a way we can never actually be? And you start resenting the pigeon for coming underground in the first place and think, God, if I was a pigeon, I'd make the most of my time. I'd be up there. I'm in the clouds. I'd fly to the country and lay an egg. And when that (laughs) happens, the driver has to say, what? Looks like we've got a smaller passenger than usual. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm pretty sure that when the train's going a bit slow, there's a bank of workers in the bank who do big farts to speed it up. But that one's guesswork. And uh, when you get to the end of the line, the driver says, "Okay, let's take this mother backwards. (laughs) (laughs) That's all the things I learned on my route to work. And you would have missed that had you been listening. To, to Mark dumb Maron. shit like this. <laughs> some fucking idiots. Yeah. I bet there's someone doing it right now. Yeah. We'll take your bloody headphones off and unsubscribe. Never. <laughs> <laughs> but I do appreciate your thoughts about the um, the pigeon, because I've, whenever I've seen a pigeon hop on one, just hang around, hop off the next one, I think, oh, he knows where he's <laughs> going. <laughs> and you go, no, he's just like, no, don't like this, don't like this, got to get off. I said this to someone once, and they were like, well, they've got magnets in their heads. They know where they're going. I don't think they know where they're going. They have you got magnets in their heads. They're... What part of the heads that we've got does it replace? Or is it the beak, the one that we don't the have? The beak's the magnet. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be the beak. And they're also, they're always missing feet and stuff, so they can't be that good at navigation because yeah. they're stepping on spikes. I've heard this about how pigeons actually have learned how to use the underground. I think if they did... Wait, no, I've never heard that. What oh, are you talking about? If they could, there'd be more of them doing exactly. it. Exactly, yeah. And they'd have little briefcases and they'd have a whole <laughs> carriage like like the japanese for women yeah, that, the japanese pigeon. for woman is whole carriage <laughs> no come on <laughs> no thank you won't somebody tell me where my features gone my regular feature my boyfriend is away uh, these past couple of weeks oh jesus and dude do you have so... to rub the fact you're gay in my face and I sometimes do. <laughs> and I like it. I've had to resort, and I don't mind telling you, I had what we like to call a posh wank. Hang on. Is your definition of a posh wank the same as mine? Because if there's two people there... No, no, I, that's kind not of... what a posh wank is. Okay, yes. Are you talking tanger egg? Uh, I'm not talking tanger egg. I'm talking uh, similar utilities and facilities. Okay. Uh, and I thought, I'm just going to like really put a towel down for this one. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, let me tell you, I had a whale of a time. It was so good. I thought... You, you wailed. I cannot... <laughs> I can't have this. This cannot be the new norm. <laughs> <laughs> this is not the new reality. If I had this every day, then I would ruin myself. I thought, this is too good. I think the Catholic in me came out. I am. A lot of me came out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I do want you to lay down what your criteria are for a posh wank. Yes, okay. that's what I was getting right. at. Posh wank. Yeah. Towel down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ermine cloak. Ermine <laughs> cloak. Candles lit. Doctor Who scarf. Buddhist chanting on Spotify. <laughs> Throat singing. <laughs> <laughs> In the distant, a wolf howls. And that's how I know it's time it's, to begin. That's how you know you're on your vinegars. <laughs> <laughs> There, uh, there were things in the butt. There was things 
to put my penis into. Right. That's not what I see as a posh wank. I think a posh wank is just really spending time on yourself uh, rather than like just, you know, going for it for 15 vigorous seconds. That's fair. Thinking about a bum. I think that's a fancy I, wank. I most 95% of my wanks are let's just say council estate council estate pub wanks. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Posh wank at my school was just wanking with a condom on. Yes, that's, which is that's why much I said my, that's what you think. Of. Which is why I said Tengreg, because that feels like the poshest of posh wanks. That's de, that's a condom designed for a wank. Okay, you've gone beyond the, uh, posh and into opulence. Yeah, regal. Uh, Substi- yeah. <laughs> you've gone into a substitution wank. This is you, how Prince Phil does it. <laughs> <laughs> Time cop Prince Except Phil. Except instead of a wolf, it's a corgi. <laughs> I've gone into substitution wank. Yeah, you're substituting the normal apparatus of sex. Oh, yeah. But that's not, yeah. I wouldn't call that a posh wank. I'd yeah, call I that feel a... like cheating if my boyfriend was around. We walked in and see me basically have sex with what is a disassembled robot. <laughs> <laughs> Arms and legs pulled out of their sockets all over you. Jammed into any orifice they I, could find. I knew you'd capacitor. get that rumba for the wrong reasons. <laughs> You chasing it around with your t- trousers around your ankles. Come here! Come on! No, I've, I've sucked up all I can. Jeffrey! <laughs> As always, room for more. <laughs> nice. Is that, is that one of their genuine advertising slogan? There's always room for more. <laughs> well, um, I, I thought I'd just let you know. Thanks. That that's the mood I'm in now. Spoilt rotter. <laughs> You're like Violet Beauregard. <laughs> regular features, regular features. What is a feature coming next? Let us see. Boop, 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 it's Say it three times and it appears behind and you. And politics will happen behind you. And indeed, politics has happened behind us. Wow. And around us. To the left of us and to the right of us. But mostly to the left of us. To the left of us. The lefty verse. <laughs> <laughs> the lefty verse. So, I was really confident. I'm so sorry that that happened. <laughs> I was saliva in my throat when I was speaking. To the left of us. <laughs> I don't know if you've been looking at the news this week. Nope. But we got a new political party in town. Who does? Polit- political party in town. Mm. I can't speak. I like it. I've been robbed of confidence by a splinter group of Labour MPs <laughs> who have uh, formed their own political party. Mm. Why am I salivating so much? I don't know. Because, <laughs> you also because they are a hot crowd of rebels, <laughs> and rebels is dirty and sexy. You shivered away from the mic to do a big gulp of your own... Spit. I don't want to do an audible gulp. If someone was subtitling it, they'd put in square brackets, audibly gulp. Yes, yeah, but, but it would also sound like you were really worried about them. <laughs> <laughs> well, they immediately set about doing whatever policies they don't have stated none of them. No. And it's very confusing. And I haven't looked at my Twitter timeline enough to know whether or not I'm supposed to like them. Or hate them. Um, I think the, the my cool... Twitter timeline tells me to hate them. Does it? But yeah. then there's people I like on my Twitter timeline who also are proud of them 
for their stunts, if it. not their timing. What is the point of having an echo chamber if it's not echoing the same words it's, at me? It's just a it's, cacophony. It's Yeah, this is a cacophony chamber, <laughs> and it's not useful. No, it's baffling, mm. ear-wise, and I don't <laughs> like it. Can, put me back in my echo chamber, please, or form some consensus among the left as to what is good and what is bad. You should be able to send, like, a sort of DM that hits everyone and tell them that they should just get a grip and help you out because that yeah, would be much this is better. What, this is what I kind of tend towards believing, so if you could just say that but with more facts to back you up, mm. I'd really appreciate it. But not it. enough facts that I have to look it up. I don't, yeah, no, I'll, just I mean, if you agree with me, I believe them. what you say. You yeah. don't have to fucking give me links. Mm. And don't you dare give me nuance. I don't give a shit no, about no, nuance. No, no, give me no, no, absolutes. No. Um, the, one of the first things that the independent group did, and mm. this is an absolute, is Andrea or Angela something. One of the Andreas or Angelums. Uh, <laughs> the Angelum consortium. <laughs> <laughs> That's a splinter from the splinter. The Andrea and the Angela left to form the Angelum. <laughs> Within two hours, she was on breakfast television saying uh, that there were white people and black people and people with a funny tinge. <laughs> That's fantastic. That's just great. Mm. Well done. I, that's, and it didn't destroy them. That's how much space they're being given. I, and Andrea Angela something Smith, wasn't it? <laughs> her, her stupid racist thing that she said. Mm. The speed with which her foot entered her mouth. Three syllables in, didn't it? it she just stopped finishing the word tinge. Yeah. Um, and just said BME. Oh, well done. You, you did know the right word. Yeah. <laughs> You're just too racist to actually be able to recall it yeah. in the moment. But there are other um, new starters at the independent group uh, who, who also had um, speeches on breakfast television. And here, here they are, and here's what they said. Wow. Number one, Rafferty Bush. <laughs> he said, and I quote, I am Rafferty Bush. The hungriest man in Britain. But hungry for what, I hear you ask? Hungry for coins. Feed me your <laughs> coins until I am swollen and lumpy and jangle with each faltering step. Make me engorged with currency until I can no longer move or do any politics. And they have to take down a wall of my house to remove me with a crane on live television. Oops, I didn't mean to say any of that. <laughs> <laughs> that was Rafferty Bush. Uh, who was uh, outshone by Angela mm. uh, Lansbury. Uh, number two, <clears throat> Finbar Avery, who said, My name is Finbar Avery, and my arms are real long. My arms are so long that I can touch the dresser in the hallway while still holding onto the handle of my front door. <laughs> you won't know how long that is because you don't live in my house, but trust me, it's a really long way. <laughs> I probably have the longest arms of anybody that you know. They're long and good like a basketball player's legs. I'm very happy to be here. <laughs> you could probably download the floor plan from uh, the past sale on Zoopla, <laughs> but I've moved everything around since then, so the joke's on you. <laughs> I, I really love the Finbar really charmed me. I like I I liked him it. too. I got I right into his head. I liked it how he said, That's you. <laughs> Uh, number three. Can Finbar come back? Lastly, yeah, we might Can he get his own feature? I like <laughs> Gary Taint, who said, Good morning, everybody. Sounds like the first one again. <laughs> Sorry, you've done another voice since then. No one will remember. <laughs> I am Gary Taint. I believe that there is a global conspiracy of Jews running the world, but I actually really like it. 
I think Jews are a fair and altruistic people who have infiltrated the highest level of finance, media and government around the planet, but only to make things brilliant for everyone. I've found no real evidence that this conspiracy exists, so I'm trying to start it by enlisting the help of my Jewish friends, of whom I have none. If you are Jewish and would like to help me start a new world order, please email me at gary.bigboy.taint at plusnet.co.uk and don't tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Like your recent rash of things where you look at a thing askance, like the drone <laughs> and Prince Philip and this. It's really great. I think askance uh, has superseded askew yeah. in my favourite perspective to take on things. <laughs> Kevin Smith ruined askew. Yeah. Cut that bit out. I don't know why I had that opinion at the end. Oh, yeah. Kevin Smith ruined Kevin Smith. Cunt. <laughs> How did Kevin Smith ruin a Because he has his viewer skew universe. Oh, is that, oh, is that the universe the whole name? The universe. Oh. The viewer skew universe. That's kind of... I don't like... I don't like that in the same way I don't like the album title World of Morrissey. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is my take on the world we all inhabit. I like World of I'm Morrissey. <laughs> I like the idea of Morrissey as like starting his own MCU, just with loads of Morrisseys in it. I the thing I don't like about that is, am I in? Is he just claiming my the world that I'm part of as World of Mor? Am I part of the World of Morrissey? Oh Ooh. shit! Yeah, yeah. It's like wow. I was sort of like, welcome to the World of Morrissey. You're being granted. A forty-five minute pass, right into my world. Step through this I painting, it was, uh, like Polynesian tribes who are being passed around Spanish, British, and Dutch empires without ever realizing that their island had even been spotted, <laughs> <laughs> without ever realizing they were in the world of Morrissey the, the, whole, the whole time. time <laughs> they were part of the world the, of Morrissey. The trivial battles of. <laughs> The Globe's empires never realising that we are all under Morrissey. <laughs> it is time for the next regular feature. Ha, howdy, y'all. <laughs> now it's time for my regular feature. I'm Buck Porchucker, and I'm the mayor of Fist World. The town where a punch in the face is as good as a kiss on the cheek, and a broken nose can mend a broken heart. Yes, sir, here in Fist World, men, how you say, be punching all day long to the exclusion of every other activity. Oh, you could say that toxic masculinity has been distilled into a thick gray fistin' sludge that we keep in a bucket and use as... Well, we use it as a fistin' sludge. <laughs> but I do have to tell you, this job comes with a bunch of problems. Problems that I would, with your indulgence, be glad to share with you boys. The first one addresses an issue that may already have occurred in your dirty little minds, if I may say so, and I do say so if I may say so myself. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, that's good. 
<laughs> also, I just want to interrupt whilst we have stopped for a moment to acknowledge the fact that Thick Grey Fist and Sludge <laughs> should be a name. <laughs> Hi, I'm Thick Grey Fist and Sludge. And this is my ward, Dick Grayson. <laughs> <laughs> so the first problem of Fist World is that fist in here means to punch, no matter what you've heard. <laughs> In 1993, a comedian by the name of Julian Clary went onto the television and said that he'd been fisting a conservative member of cabinet, Norman Lamont. Here in Fistworld, which to be honest is more of a hamlet in Essex than an actual world, we cheered so hard the barn owls left town never to return. <laughs> Thing is, Thing is, we believe that all political problems are best solved with a good old-fashioned jab to the kisser, the old one too. And we were finally glad that knuckle-centric politics were finally becoming respectable. It was only after we had erected a statue of Julian Clary and his now-deceased pet, Fanny the Wonder Dog, that we learned that Fistworld's town square was now dominated by a 12-foot animatronic homosexual, who was, in fact, referring to an unheard practice whereby a man punches another man extremely slowly in the A-pie. <laughs> <laughs> Not in anger, you understand, but with a form of love unknown to us. <laughs> Somewhere inside that group of assembled fist-worlders, as we watched Clary's fist deliver an uppercut to an imaginary asshole in the sky, we realized that a mistake had been made. But admitting you are wrong is against the law in fist-world, and punishable with a big punch. So we doubled down and agreed that two men fucking was fine, so long as the dude being the chick limits himself to neutral gasping, and refrains from moans of delight as the chests meet and swas. <laughs> Spit is swapped. <laughs> <laughs> Additionally, the men's orgasms must be a full minute apart. I'm getting sidetracked here. All this stuff happens after the dusk fist curfew, during daylight hours before the tourists are bussed to a travel lodge in Bain Braintree. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way of saying Essex or Braintree in a Texan accent. <laughs> I, as you just heard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What I'm getting at is that the word fist in here just means to punch. That's what I'm saying. Don't make it dirty with your filthy outsider ways. So, to avoid confusion, here are a few phrases that are about punching that you'll hear a lot in Fist World. I want my fist deep inside you. I want to punch you so hard in the gut that my fist penetrates your belly button and stirs up your guts like a cauldron of offal. You better not clench, or your hole is going to get ripped. <laughs> All of these are being delivered like you've pulled the string on Woody's back. <laughs> <laughs> Do not clench your fist, or I will punch your entire body, or whole body, and it will become ripped, or muscular, from being punched. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to laugh so loudly. I'm going to open my fist in your ass like a filthy flower. <laughs> this sentence and its explanation have been outlawed. If you hear someone saying this, please deliver summary justice with a fist to the eye socket. Problem two. When your only tool is a fist, 
every problem looks like a face. People have been complaining recently that the Fist World bin men do not actually collect the bins, preferring instead to punch them over and deliver a devastating series of chain punches to the litter that falls out. <laughs> On the high street, the local butcher has yet to master the fine art of punching off a satisfying slice of boiled ham. And even if he could, chewing is considered effeminate in this town. Why chew when you can instead? Punch food into your mouth and soften the food with 20 uppercuts to your own jaw before opening wide and punching the food down your throat. It has to be said, though, that this grueling process does take its toll on your teeth. And if you visit the Fistworld dentist, he will just generally punch out whatever teeth you have, damaged or not. This leaves 95% of the adults on Fistworld on a strict liquid diet. Have you ever tried to punch soup out of a bowl? If you have, then you'll understand the need we had to install a 17-ton rubber soup-filled udder in the town square. Next to our animatronic Julian Clary. So, that's, I'm already attracted to this voice. <laughs> that 17-ton rubber soup-filled udder. 17-ton rubber soup-filled udder. I won't deny oh. that we've already talked about this before we started recording. <laughs> we were, this, this is a number that we did workshop. I originally had 700 in there, and I said, does this drip off the tongue? And between us, we chose 17. Fuck me, it's good. <laughs> I didn't know the context. <laughs> I just like the phrase. <laughs> yeah, I didn't give you the paragraph. Just, mm. is this right? <laughs> and yeah, you did it in that voice rather than this unbelievable <laughs> voice you're doing now. Uh, in any event, this 17-ton rubber soup-filled udder allows our elders to stand and suckle on the udder's many teats as they deliver a sustained barrage of punches on the translucent sack that hovers above their heads. This is not the future our fist-fighting forefathers envisions, perhaps, but it is the one we have, and we are, we, we are physically incapable of changing our ways now. <laughs> We have another problem, and I have numbered it problem three. The kids have started kicking each other, which requires that I must punch them. But I only have two punches left before I must punch myself fatally in the forehead. This problem pretty much speaks for itself, and raises no questions about the rules, hitherto unspoken, of Fist World. But it is safe to say, kicking is punishable by a punch. And I can only deliver two more punches until the emerald in my forehead begins to flash, and I must punch it into my brain. <laughs> Problem four. The large cartoon fight cloud in the saloon has just entered its 18th year and has achieved a kind of godlike status. Mayor is the highest position in Fistworld, and it is my honor to serve. However... I noticed with concern that the large cartoon fight cloud in the town's only saloon that I didn't think of a name of for has begun to attract a cult-like gathering that will, once a year, sacrifice their best punches into the sphere of dust. At any one time, up to 20, vists, up to 20 fists are visible on the cloud, which is more fists than I can produce on any given Sunday. <laughs> Sometimes... I think of punching myself three times in the forehead and throwing myself into this eternal fistfight, for surely it must be heaven. Anyway, do you have any questions about fist worlds? <laughs> a, a thinly conceived universe that 
I have had no further thoughts on. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Regular Features Podcast. Now, we're just about to enter the stage now where we do Patreon shout-outs. So, um, if that's not the kind of thing you're interested in, the content's over. Just skip to your next podcast and we'll always be that unfinished file that your podcast <laughs> aggregator can't delete. You're, gonna, you're either going to have to manually mark this episode as played. And that's like, what, a swipe? Or sit your bum down... And listen to this. Slam your brakes on and listen to this. If you'd like to support the Regular Features podcast, you can go to patreon.com forward slash regular features. And there you'll find out how to join the Patreon club. <laughs> it's such a good club. I wish, I wish you could see the face that Steve said when he said club there. He was Rocking around the Christmas tree. <laughs> he looked look cool. The ways to join it is by pressing a button and putting your credit card details in and throwing us some money per episode. And just blindly mashing at the numpad on the right of your keypad <laughs> yeah. and hoping for the best. But please make sure numlock is on during this process. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> yeah, if you add a minus amount, you actually take money out of our Patreon. Yes. Do not do that. Patreon hacks. Steal money from your least favourite creators <laughs> by patroning a negative amount. Ah, people who turned off, you've missed a joke. <laughs> That's one whole <laughs> real joke. Them. Uh, I'd like to shout out the latest patrons. L. Gerard. Geg Sparks. Or Jeg Sparks. Or Geg Sparks. Sparksnit. Jonathan Barlow. What? That's almost me. <laughs> Ian Potter. What? That's almost me. <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, oh, it, yes, Ian. Sorry, I misheard. <laughs> and someone who goes by the moniker Rocket. Rocket, like the dog. Yeah. That's it's Missile the dog from Ghost Trick. Oh, Christ. You twat. <laughs> oh. I even got that you were going for the Joe Ghost Trick reference. <laughs> yeah, that's bad, Or isn't the it? Ghost Trick reference. Mm. What? That's me, though. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, it's what also a lot of the, fun that the, was. The raccoon from... Um, from uh, the uh, um, the uh, raccoon from the um, raccoon, galaxy raccoon, galaxy raccoon, raccoon, the uh, the galaxy show with Missiles. Um, Chris um, Missiles. Chris Pi- no Parsons. Chris and Chris the raccoon Hemsworth. from the galaxy show with Chris. Bye. Bye. <laughs>